It's week five, and we are discussing public access to nature. Uh, This is one that I am also really excited to talk about. So this prompt asks us why public access to nature and other outdoor rec is important. And to kind of reflect upon this in the context of our course and the field trips we've taken, whatnot. So, alrighty, let's go. Alright, so to start here, I think it's really, really important to view this whole thing through the paradigm of understanding that access to nature is very unequal in the United States. And part of that is just due to sheer geography. Um, You know, if you're living in a big city in the middle of, you know, New York or Detroit or Boston, or it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to up and find a mountain to go to for a quick, you know, hike versus living in Seattle where you're an hour and a half from Mount Rainier. You know, most people in a city or, you know, somewhere like Nebraska where it's just flat everywhere, um, they're not going to drive seven, you know, eight hours to, to go for a hike. Um, and, and so, I mean, I think that's a large part of it. Another part is that sometimes just socioeconomics affect your access to parks. Um, if you don't have a car, it's really hard to get out to nature, you know, bus systems and, and, trams and whatnot a lot of them they're not going to go take you out to you know the little spokane river for example and so i i think that we forget sometimes that you know nature can be expensive and nature can be difficult to access if you don't have certain things that i you know i know personally i i take for granted um you know, if you, you can't do certain hikes, if all you have are tennis shoes, I mean, you can try, but you know, then you risk hurting yourself or, um, and a lot of people don't have what they feel like is adequate knowledge to go out there. Um, so it's just kind of like personal fears that can stop public access to recreation. You know, for a while, there was a lot of camping trips that I didn't go on because I was like, you know, I don't know if I know enough to plan a camping trip. I don't know if I, you know, am I in good enough? Do I have a good enough understanding to spend a night out in nature? And then it's like, okay, well, sure, maybe I do. And then it's like, can I bring another person with me? Am I capable? And do I have enough knowledge to bring my little brother along? And so a lot of those kind of insecurities in, in my knowledge freaked me out a little bit until I was able to learn a lot more about nature. And I was like, okay, I feel comfortable with this, but, you know, getting that kind of information, especially practical knowledge, um, you know, that I got from going on trips with other people is not something that is easily accessible for other people. So while I do think that it's a really important skill to care for things that you may not have direct access to, uh, that can be difficult. And I, and I get that. Um, for many, nature is just not 
a priority to them. Um, losing parks is not as glaring of an injustice as you know war or food insecurity are, which I get. Um, and if you, you know, for many, and this was including me for a while, it's not that common knowledge how many you know indigenous residents rely on public lands, how many endangered or threatened species find homes there, how many people are employed through different park services. Um, and those things aren't possible without an engaged public that wants to not only protect the lands, but use them, you know, if they're not being used, then, you know, the federal government, state governments, local governments really have no reason to put funding into them. And that, you know, that gets really dangerous. And so I think a lot of the course readings that we've looked over and the ones that I've found most interesting have been the ones that very frankly address the disparities in accessing nature because there are huge disparities especially when it comes to race and finances in terms of this course it's it's difficult to make direct policy that would change that i think the only really direct impact, you know, the government or, you know, the bureaucracies kind of running these parks could have would be, you know, affirmative action type practices, hiring more people of color, because I mean, the percentage of people in color, people of color that work in the parks is abysmal, you know, and and of women working in the parks, it's extremely low. And so I mean, they can work on on hiring practices. But that is about it. You know, you can't pass a bill that says we need to get this many people from the inner city into parks this year. You know, that's just not a practical thing. And it's not something the government has control over necessarily. And so I think a lot of this is just kind of on those of us who can frequently access nature and those of us who do choose to recreate a lot, which is a huge thing at GU. I mean, that's the outdoors community here is, is massive. And so I think a large part of that is on us to not gatekeep and to not try and, you know, hide nature from those that don't experience it. It's it's on us to invite our friends that don't hike that often out with us on our trips and it's on us to amplify amplify the voices of you know marginalized groups that are involved in nature you know to get information out to kids in cities that there's ways that they can get to the parks and i think it's also on us to provide opportunities for people to get out there school field trips are a huge way that i think we could kind of change this dis- this discrepancy in access to nature. But all of that takes kind of a public effort and it takes an effort on behalf of those that do understand how important parks are to push for these things for those that don't understand. Um, And because they haven't had the opportunity to, you know? And so um, I think my biggest takeaway this week is just that you know, our community and me particularly need to be far more vocal about 
getting others involved in nature.